everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Cantina Conversations, the galaxy's number one conversational podcast. I am one of your hosts, Will Beeman, joined as always by my two illustrious Canadian compadres, starting off with the ever so lovely, the big boss, DJ Gillard. DJ, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. That's good. I, I like it when you're doing well, you know? Yeah. I. Who knows how the mood will be in a couple days because our forecast has three to five inches of snow this week. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So, ours might too have a After we've been snow. having like 80 degree and 60 degree days for the last three weeks, they're going to throw a wrench into the pipeline. Could you some of that global warming, eh? Yeah, we sure could. And uh, <laughs> joining us fresh from 1983 is the ever so studious Mr. Academia himself, Jackson W. Wells. Jackson, how are you today? Ghostbusters. I don't know. Something like that. I'm doing okay. I'm in the the middle of my three day finals binge, and then just so much more time for content after that. I guess I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. You'll be able um, to catch up on movies. Yeah. Oh, I need to. I need to watch some movies. By the time you by the time you're listening to this, I'm probably writing my last final. So wish me luck. Be nice to me. I don't know. Say nice things. Yeah. Everyone tweet at Jackson W Wells. Good job, Jackson. Give him a small round of applause. He completed the school year. Another, his second pandemic school year completed. <laughs> it's okay. No, only, it's not. <laughs> only a couple more. Only a couple more to go. From what uh, I've been reading, Canada's been ablaze lately. So it's been a great time here, actually. Yeah, let's it's talk a, about it. It's a little bit of hubris, in my opinion. Oh, uh, not okay. not on me. I've I've been. I completely am understandable, but from certain governmental things, we're like, oh, we're not that bad. It's like, yeah. Well, well. Everyone just look at the states and ignore what's happening everywhere else in the world. Everywhere else is doing great in comparison. Well. And then the table's kind of turned, you know? Yeah. DJ on the, is also not only the big boss, but he is our frontline hero. So he can sure. give us the real scoop from the lines. It's the true, DJ. There was, a, there was a mad dash this weekend, wasn't there? Yeah, a little bit, but not too bad. For like the bread and toilet paper and all that? It was fine. DJ's trying to incite a Yeah, there was online. like, I was noticing people were like, hey, some people are going back to last March shopping. And I'm just like, guys, like, I know you're coming back here in a week when you're like, ah, oh, I don't have the right pasta sauce. Like, I need to come back. <laughs> like, you're not doing anything by buying two things of toilet paper. Just calm yourself mm-hmm. down. Were a lot of people buying bologna? No one was, no one was buying bologna. So, oh, wow. Sorry. Man, I guess there'll be plenty for you to have when the lockdown. Exactly, set, so. I can I can pick it all up. I mean, hopefully you guys just pick up your vaccinations uh, output here soon. Hopefully, no. Hopefully, yeah. Jackson's not very optimistic. But speaking of implants of microchips that you could find in the in the uh, COVID vaccines, that ties in well with the current arc of the Clone Wars that we are going to be discussing this week. Um, yeah, because there's really no news. The Star Wars world has been very quiet outside of a very cool Bad Batch uh, poster that came out mm-hmm. this week. Um, Republic Commando came out, and I don't think anyone said anything about it. Yeah, it, I mean, it came out, and people are like, hey, this game's out now. And then yeah. it, it just kind of died. I mean, we'll talk oh, we're about still gonna it. We're still going to play it, Because we're going to play yeah. it when Jackson's home from school. Yeah, we'll talk about um, it during the Bad Batch season somewhere in there. We'll yeah. sneak her in. I heard I heard it was bad. The the um not the, the game port- itself, but the the, the port's the only bad on Switch apparently. Okay, I was well, well that would fine. make sense because it's just got weaker hardware. 
Like, yeah. Not well, it's way, probably but... got better than original Xbox hardware. So there's probably something else going on there. <laughs> there's some weird stuff where apparently because the Xbox is like tech for like backwards compatibility, the Xbox version like they existed already that you can buy on the store that I played about last year is actually like kind of running better than the PS4 version too, which awesome. is like weird that you didn't go through the effort to uh, make it really nice for the, the new remaster, but it's fine. We got to play all together. So we I'm gotta still buy it very again. excited to play it. To be yeah. honest, so. yeah. It's Especially... also one of the things where it's like, this is a Xbox game. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're not going to do the full thing, it's only so much. Plus, I think the last time the the boys had ourselves a gaming night was the week before Jackson went back to school. So it's been quite a minute. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very excited to look forward to a nice gaming night. But without further ado, let's just dive into the uh, story arc that we have here. I don't know if this arc has like a overarching name to it or not. Uh, Jackson, you can you can take the lead and let me know if there is. Yeah. Um, you have the reins, um, my friend. I've seen like clone conspiracy used, but there's all those well, are kind of weird. That's not yeah. a bad name for yeah. it. I, I was going to call it the Fives Arc. Mm, this is about our boy. Okay. This is, uh, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> this, uh, what we'll be discussing this week is season six, episodes one, two, three, and four. We should season address s- our programming note that, yeah. that we changed everything. We, we decided that, uh, well, not that it wasn't good enough, that it was just, incorrect yeah uh, we we're gonna watch i, I made a mistake DJ. it's okay so yeah, we, we we skipped forward to our next kind of arc and then we'll probably be adding the um the siege of mandalore arc uh, in at the end just because you know yeah it, it makes sense i rewatched the episode for that arc with the clone in it and i was like there was one episode with a clone and it's basically just the deserter again but like with a different <laughs> yeah. spin and i'm just like we don't need to do this actually we don't need to watch all four of these droid episodes that we were going to do we will at some point though we we will at some point absolutely do our clone wars arcs but but for right now not essential but we do want to we do want to reiterate and remind everyone the droids arc is george lucas's favorite arc in clone wars so we've really disrespected our boy we've Um, we've disrespected the creator well you know what this this makes up for it because this arc uh, was written by katie lucas Ah. Um, who I assume is the daughter of George Lucas. It is. She just um, had a birthday, actually, uh, this past birthday. week. Happy birthday. She has written uh, some other Clone Wars stuff. I've, um, I believe off the top of my head without re-looking, I think she's written 14 episodes of the Clone Wars. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's so a pretty good amount. Written quite a bit. I'm not going to count them, but yeah. She, she wrote... Um, the... And she had involvement with uh, Ventress being created. Yeah, oh, okay. she had some. She wrote. She wrote the Night Sisters. A lot of the Night Sisters stuff. That makes sense. Um, as well as Dark Disciple, which I believe is the um, the book. What became a book? She wrote the original. Oh, that, the original like teleplays for them, uh, and then she wrote the forward for the book itself. So, yes, she's um, she's got a decent uh, Clone Wars bibliography, I suppose. Not one of those things where it's like ah, George Lucas's daughter is now writing yeah, Star see- Wars. See, she went the like actual creative route in the star wars franchise his sons all they did was just like agree for cameo roles <laughs> yeah um and it wasn't <laughs> like respect like, yeah i get it oh, yeah, yeah. i mean yeah that'd thing. be cool too but 
And I, I believe we could agree those Night Sisters arcs are, are quite good. And yeah. Yeah, as well as I would say that this arc uh, is quite good as well. So I yeah. would agree. She's very talented. Yeah, I'm I would almost she say she's a better writer sure. than her father. Ooh, <laughs> some spicy takes in You know what? That's you know what we can't we can't do that. Um, but yeah. Um, so season six of the Clone Wars is a weird one because the show had been like canceled at this point, but they had some episodes, and um, it, it's I believe so, this like, was the, f- the the Netflix season. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But however, it released um, all the episodes released a month early on the German TV network Super RTL. Of course. Um, yeah, and it was obviously. released in uh, in in the U.S. and Canada on Netflix a month later, um, which is very weird. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say here. It's, it's half strange. the season was canceled as well. Like yeah, yeah and then jointed. A lot of it you'll you'll see like the Bad Batch is a season six arc that mm-hmm. um, never happened and that was yeah. repurposed as well as that Dark Disciple novel that we talked about, the Son of Dathomir, which we read yeah. a long time ago, and the the Boba Fett Cad Bane stuff. Yeah, these are all right. the quote unquote lost episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when Netflix. I believe this season is up. called the Lost Episodes too. Yeah. Yeah, that's what my uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Blu-ray of it has says on it. They're the lost episode or the lost chapters, maybe. It's something like that. Very strange because DJ and I were just talking just before we started. This this arc especially seems like pretty integral to like what's mm-hmm. going on uh, within yeah. the Clone Wars. It's like they get to season six and they're like, well, I guess we got to kind of connect this to the third movie again, don't we? Mm-hmm. So, and it, it does feel like that. It's, it's strange. I feel like everyone feels a little bit older. Um, and this, like, I think a lot of Clone Wars you can just kind of read as like random stories throughout the war. But like, for something about this episode, this group of episodes kind of feels like later. Is yeah, this the first? The end. Is this the first? like big t- series like this that was canceled and saved by a streaming service the 2014 so it must have been it had to be community yeah. sort of yeah but i can't remember thing. i think it was i, I don't after. remember if that was the same time or not i, yeah, I guess it was around the same time, time i think yeah. yeah that yahoo tv plus or whatever that's weird. yeah yeah i think that's pretty close but the thing about community is that it was never like okay now it's over uh it was always kind of like in this weird back and forth whereas this was like we're just we just finished our most successful and most like important arc which is the finale of season five where Soka like pieces out um Mm. very strange um and even one thing i'll note before we actually get into it is like you lauren is like gray in the, the one second he's in this episode whereas beginning of the series he was just like dark haired um which is an example of like it kind of moving forward. But anyway, yeah. Also, I noticed at the start of this episode, when the clones are fighting, I'm like, oh, time has passed. Like these guys know what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, I mean? they all have like things. that war veteranness to them. Yeah, and it almost and... feels like um, there's like a passivity to it, where they're just like kind of doing it. They're going and... through the motions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is kind of part of what's going on here. Um, but yeah, so like I said, this whole episode or this whole series is written by Katie Lucas, and then there's various different directors this trip episode is directed by bosco mm. um and it was released i'll just give the uh u.s candidate date on march 7th 2014 and then followed for the, the following four weeks when i was 24 yeah i, w- I would have been nine years younger so um 
I was in actually I, I was in high school when these episodes are coming out. This episode I do remember still, when this was happening. This episode still predates DJ Star Wars fandom. It does. But I do remember <laughs> when this I remember specifically when this was happening and our, our me and Jackson's friend Caleb was like talking to me about it and be like you should you should watch this stuff and I was like I don't know anything about Star Wars. Like, I don't know. It's weird to think too. I like remember. I feel like this is so distinctly like pre-Disney. Star Wars, this movie, or this these episodes come out like a year before The Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. They're like so close. And then I feel like there's a big gap between Clone Wars and Rebels, but there isn't. Yeah, there's like a year. Yeah. It's so weird to think about. Man, imagine Um, a year between shows now that we're just sitting here waiting for a new animated show for years. uh, (laughs) They really, they've really been running consistently since 2008. This is 2003. Yeah. Anyways, let's actually talk about this, episode, yeah, the, this arc. Um, similar to the Umbara stuff, uh, this is one big story, so we're not going to like go through the rigmarole. Um, uh, but essentially, Jedi's... Uh, you know, I'll, I'll read the thing here, because it, it, it'll set us up better than I will. Battle for Ringo Vinda. Republic forces are locked in a heated combat with the droid Armada and a massive space station that encircles an entire planet. Anakin Skywalker valiantly leads his men against the onslaught, which has lasted several rotations, with neither side gaining any ground. Aided by twin sister Jedi Masters Tipley and Tiplar, the Republic then meant a desperate offensive to break the deadlock. I will say, you would think the whole attachments thing, they wouldn't put twin sisters on the same uh, mission. <laughs> Nothing going wrong there. They can just totally be uh, completely emotionless about it, obviously. Yeah. Seems bad. Um, but yeah, essentially we've got um, these two random twin Jedis. So you know that like something bad's going to happen because we've never heard of them before. <laughs> um, Anakin. And then, you know, you've got the classics, Rex, Fives, Tup. The 501st. Um, however, Tup has been a little, little wobbly in the head throughout this. Um, and while they're kind of mounting their assault it's weird it's like inside uh, a space station this battle is happening and i'm like the control over like different areas of the space station seems strange it just doesn't seem like something we've seen before um and while they're mounting the space station tup kind of goes a little funny in the head and goes up and just like point blank like rips i'm gonna guess which one um kills tiplar which i don't know doesn't matter and he just says good soldiers follow orders good soldiers follow orders and he like repeats it and just shoots her like point blank right in the head and it's yeah. like pretty grim yeah uh, it's to watch more, it's more impactful than like the order 66 montage in episode three for me because i'm like mm-hmm. they actually take the time to do it and be like this, this person's getting killed like point mm-hmm. blank and the good clones metaphor. dealing with it happening everyone's freaking out at once like trying mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on in the midst of a battle it's really well done mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say this is um, Clone Wars at its, like, best in terms of, like, referencing Revenge of the Sith, where, like, you know what this is immediately as someone who's, like, seen that movie. Yeah. Um, But, like, you can't scream through the television screen and being like, hey, there's a plot against you. I I feel like sometimes this show, like, Skirts is like, ooh, this is kind of like in Revenge of the Sith. And it's like, okay, like, we get it. Like, that's a bad movie. Let's ignore it. Um, whereas this kind of takes it on head on in, in the best ways. Uh, but yeah, Tup, it gets checked out and there's nothing like physically wrong with him or even kind of like a base level brain scan. 
there's this cool little thing where he's like kind of like in just kind of like the, the side of like the, the sister who has attachments to her twin sister. Um, uh, he kind of goes up there and he's just kind of being weird about it. And then he like doesn't remember like killing her. And then he sees her, he sees, he looks at Anakin and then looks at her and then kind of goes at her. And then she does some force stuff and he's, and Anakin's like, whoa, I know he killed your sister, but you can't kill him in revenge. Yeah, they're very, they're way too calm about this whole thing. Which like, is, oh, I would get it. Yeah, and Anakin does too, because he's literally done it before. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, essentially they, they check him out and it's like, hey, what's going on with this guy? We don't know. Um, and the the creepy spider, um, I love that this guy, guy so much. Separatist so cool. um, Trench notices this and is like, "Hey, Dooku, looks like there's something weird going on with this clone who who killed a a Jedi." And Dooku, who uh, is for some people known as Sephodius, um, or I I, don't, I can't remember the lore, but he knows. And he's like, "Huh, we should uh, make sure that uh, the Jedi don't figure this out." Um, and then Anakin uh, and the crew, they, they send off uh, Tup to Kamino where he can be tested. However, uh, his spaceship is intercepted by separatist droids and some pretty grim um, space combat happens where uh, a lot of clones just die and they, they take Tup and then Anakin, Rex, and Fives go to find him. And there's some really uh, horrifying shots of like just dead clones Um this show has never shied away from just really throwing some dead clones at you. No, they never do. I the, these both these sequences here are really cool because they're like they're action sequences of things like we've never seen. These kind all the other action sequences you think about in the show are like two forces running at each other with guns, just kind of on a nondescript point. And when this is it's like this is getting really wild with like people fighting mm-hmm. in space and like taking over a ship, like all that stuff. So it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, before Rex, before we yeah. keep keep going, the the spider separatist boss guy that that's been yeah. in several episodes, Trench, yeah, yeah, Trench. He's just boss Nass, right? <laughs> With the like spider legs, they they do the same. They talk the same exact way. They both have like that. That's, that's true. That oh, clicking yeah. noise that they do and everything. Yeah. He doesn't do the. I, I, but no, he, he shows all the he other should. talking the exact same. Have you never yeah. noticed that before? I've never, I've never put that one together. You know, well, not often do I. The best better. prequel, The Phantom Menace. Right. Not often will... do I think of Boss Nass, even though I should more. <laughs> Underrated character. I should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they Rex... should... Is this guy still yeah. alive, or does he die? I guess French. we'll find out next week. <laughs> Yeah, we will find out I, next I week. I hope he's still alive because I love this guy so much. We will find out next week. Okay. Um, I'm glad you don't remember that because it's wild. Um, yeah, so Rex, Fives, and, and Anakin, they, like, do some more moonwalking around the Separatist base, and they, like, see um, Tup getting put into a another ship, and they're, like, and Anakin's, like, let's just go out there and just really just mess them up and kill them and there's like hundreds of droids and rex is like yeah maybe you will survive that but we won't and i'm like that sounds like the way anakin thinks let's just go out there and do it yeah um anakin also has non-jedi issued scopes which i guess is interesting um they call attention to it 
because he's different. Um, but anyways, Fives in his infinite cool arc trooper wisdom gets them to do a cool space trick shot uh, on this ship. And then there's some good droid humor here um, where they're like, we're experiencing drag. Um, and then we're experiencing turbulence and they get shot. Um, <laughs> I, I love the, it, that humor. So uh, I so laugh it, way harder than I should. It's like dad humor, but I love yeah. it so much. <laughs> the, the droids are good. And then this is pretty much the end of this episode. They like, they get him back. This episode is very much a setup uh, episode for the, the, the following three and then they're like, okay, yeah. we'll send them back. And Fives is like, can I go with? And Rex says, yeah, okay. We'll do it by the book. Oh, yeah, we'll do it by the book, yeah. Fives. Yeah, um, which when he says way. that, you're like, is he going to die? And then he's like, by the book, I mean, that you help your the brother. Book? And I was like, oh, that's so uh, nice. Yeah. I, I wish that the, the films explored Jedi wearing space helmets more. Yes, I agree. Like that, that could lead some for some cool visuals, I think, like of them doing like a on top of a spaceship while they're docked like parked in space somewhere will, or something well they don't need helmets because of that scene in episode eight when malaya i was about to say that. propels herself across <sighs> with no helmet can survive because she's a jedi I, you know i hate that scene <laughs> i agree it is a cool motif for uh, sure well the only other thing i could think of is when uh they go and meet Boss Nass and uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and they have to use rebreathers. That's mm-hmm. kind of uh, a similar concept. There's some stuff of that too in Rebels. I think the Zero Hour arc, it's like the end of season three. I think there's like some space fighting, I want to say. I'm, I'm, I can see the, the key art of the Disney Plus episode in my head right now, but I can't remember <laughs> anything about the episode, but I never remember like... Uh, He's got a helmet on. Like we'll have to refresh your memory Ezra. when we watch some Rebels. Yeah, I was actually yeah. going to suggest before we decided on uh, the final finale of uh, season seven that we watch a couple Rebels clone episodes because there's some good ones in there. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of that one where they go to the um, the Separatist base and there's like still droids around and Rex is like freaking out. Yeah, that one's good. Good episode. Anyways. Uh, before we move on, though, uh, I found some cool lore here um, that I want to share specifically with Will. Mm-hmm. Um, not me, So first okay. of all, uh, well, y- you'll know why in a second. So the first one is not for Will. Um, is that uh, Tipley and Tiplar's kind of like clone force, their commander Doom's design is based after Doctor Doom uh, from, mm-hmm. of Marvel Comics. Uh, he's actually going to be in the next episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, so keep an eye out. <laughs> Uh, um, this episode features an updated design for the B2RP battle droids, resembling the female Zentredi power armor in the animated series Robotech. Ah, that, that is cool. a, that is just for me, since <laughs> yeah, that DJ has not watched you. Robotech. I never mm-hmm. will as well. I yeah. made it a, the, into the first season of that show. That's the furthest I've gotten so far. <laughs> You know what? Further than probably a lot of people who have even started that me, show. So. I just I just know so many Lucasfilm employees that worship that anime, and I'm just waiting for it to click. Um, I just got to remember sometimes a lot of those employees are weebs, and I'm not. <laughs> Your god literally wears wolf t-shirts. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't take his cowboy hat off. What do you he, would, he would wear the, those three wolves howling shirt from Walmart. Uh, not yeah. ironically yeah. <laughs> which respects um, like we're not we're not we're not judging i love him so <laughs> so moving on to the next episode conspiracy um it was released a week later and this one's directed by brian kalen o'connell which is 
to my memory, a, a recurring name in the um, Clone Wars directorial pool. Um, so yeah, it picks up right where we left off. Rex and um, Fives bring Tup to Topoka City, which as everyone knows, is the, the, the only city on Camino as far as we know. Yeah. Um, There's got to be more than that, right? I was thinking about that the other day as no. when I was watching this, and I was like, Camino is just water. Like, it takes a lot for there like to be a city on Camino because you can't just like put up a hut and be like, "Here's our city," right? Um, so it'll be underwater. Um, very strange. My headcanon is that it's just yeah. a full planet of water, and then well, there's just is, like two buildings. You think there'd be more than one cluster of yeah. people? No. Here's a question too. Um, I'm just thinking. Um, evolutionary wise um you would think a native species to this um planet would be like water-based mm-hmm. so are the long neck thumbs um are they colonizers i don't know just a thought um anyways the po- the political morality of clone wars much to think about you don't think those guys could could swim no i they no? can barely walk there without hitting the door <laughs> Maybe that's why their body is the way it is, is for proficient swimming. That's true. Yeah, I don't like know. they probably, they probably since they're they're like this, you know, mm-hmm. when they, just, they swim, they probably just do this. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, like when worm. you pull, a, it's like when you put a plank of wood in the water, because because it's so flat and skinny, mm-hmm. it just kind of floats. You yeah, know, it's totally chill. So like do they you, can just float like this, or just like. Yeah, and then mm. they just like flap their legs like a, a little tadpole. bit, and they start going. Yeah, yeah, like a tadpole. Yeah. Okay, now maybe this is just me. Uh, because I live in an area with a lot of them. But has anyone ever heard about like how you fight a goose? <laughs> I assume you grab it by the neck and start like you grab it around. by the neck and go like this. I want to see yeah. someone do it with one of these people. Want to see someone fight a goose? <laughs> Have you like gone no, to like a one goose of these... fighting class? Like what's how, where do you get no, trained to do this? You know, tricks and tips get shared on the streets a oh, lot. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to see someone do that with one of these, particularly a couple of these evil ones who were making me angry. Leave a comment um, on the YouTube video if you want to see Jackson fight a goose. Yeah, it would be if a If you lot have any easier. goose fighting tips, please DM Jackson because he could use yeah. all he can get. I have my <laughs> headphones on now, but I tell you right now, if I don't, I would probably still hear them even though the window is closed. They're anyways. challenging you. Yeah, they want to fight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, fight anyways, goose, anyways, uh, they get picked up. They're they're on Camino, and Tup gets put into some other room. And for whatever reason, they're like fives. We got to test you too because maybe you've got whatever weird virus that he has. And fives just like okay, whatever. And then Rex just pieces out. He's got to go because um, this is fives arc. Um, Which to me, I was just like, Rex was there too. He could be infected. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I, I we all tips. know how quarantine restrictions go now <laughs> everywhere. So we don't need to. This all makes sense actually. Um, it's only for who it is valuable to quarantine. Yeah. Um, so Fives is quarantined, but however, he's quarantined in the room right beside Top with the windows like open so he could see everything going on. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, like why and- was the, like they, Shakti does the thing where she hits the button to like make the glass like so it's mm-hmm. uh, not see-through. I think Why, why wasn't that message. set up before? Don't you think they were kind of sending a message to him? Just yeah like, maybe it was like a Kamoan thing like this is like, gonna hey, happen to you if you don't keep your mouth maybe. shut right yeah, and that's something they would totally like shock t wouldn't do that but like the mm-hmm. Kamoans would yeah for sure. i could also see how they just like underestimate fives as like someone who like has some of his own self-agency where like regular going be like oh yes my brother is undergoing the procedures that are necessary in order to save him whereas mm-hmm. fives is like hey what are you doing yeah 
I think this episode Arth two does yeah. a good job of kind of villainizing the com- the Kaminoans. Kaminoans. Yeah, Kaminoans. Yeah, because like for the most part, they're just kind of like the peaceful middleman that just like here we're making you yeah. an army. Because You're not the Jedi like hundred percent sure that they're in on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this this, this helps really... this all helps confirm that they've been in on it the whole time and are fully aware of everything. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. fives. Is it's like, also hey, cool up? to think about it. Um... Oh, sorry. My oh, I was I was just gonna continue, so you should definitely uh, stop me. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say, um, it's it makes sense for the Kamoans because from their perspective, they have their all their clones at base still, and. When they're at base, like they're they aren't gaining the sentience. Like Fives even talks about it here, where he's like, "Oh, when I was in the war, like the Jedi taught me to be more expressive," kind of thing. And like, for their perspective, clones are just the manufactured program clones. Like that's all yeah. they know. So it is does make sense that they wouldn't even think about Fives reacting. But obviously, yeah. we know Fives is gonna react to this. Right. So yeah, because in in some ways, I would say that Fives is like more human than even Rex. Um, yeah, uh, but we'll get to that. Um, and this is also when Fives meets the droid AZ3, who is he's a good droid, he's, he's a goober, he is a goober. Um, and Tup's results come back negative for no virus, nothing wrong. And this is when like Shakti and um Nalase, who is the Kaminoan, uh, kind of like get into it a little bit. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, who's in charge? Like, I don't really understand. And I feel like by the end of this, I still don't really understand who's in charge. Like you would think Shakti is, but mm. it's strange. Um, uh, they want to an advisor. Yeah, know. they want to do brain scans on him, but like uh, Nala say, who like knows like that like maybe he's had issues with his Order sixty six chip is like we should kill him and perform an <laughs> autopsy. Yes, um, we need to terminate him and take apart his brain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then we get some really good clone name discourse here between Fives and AZ3, um, where he keeps calling um, Top by his like clone designation, which I don't know off the top of my head. And Fives is like, that's not his name. He's not a number. And then AZ3 is like, but you're a number. And he's like, no, it's different. Um, just good comedy, but also like, it's literally what we've been doing since like the first episode we started talking about clones. Um, yeah. It's giving them a name, so we were right about it being important. Mm-hmm. Good job. Um, and then Nala say just like straight up like meets Tyrannus, who is Dooku, um, as we all know, and name drops Protocol sixty six. So like, mask off here, except for Tyrannus, who literally has a mask on. Um, and yeah, then uh, Fives and AZ3 decide to just do the brain scan on their own, um, because they're their own people. And, um, AZ3 discovers a tumor, which is his inhibitor chip. Um, Mm -hmm. and then Nala shows up and is like ready to do some evil medical stuff. But the AZ3 is like, ah, I'm a funny guy, um, who does things. (laughs) I don't know. Stuff happens. Um, I'm a funny guy. (laughs) I feel like there's some humor here. Um, yeah, he's good. And then uh, Chuck T shows up and Tup's like, whoa. And then then him and Fives uh, say some final words about the mission in their dreams and that never ends. And then 
the the nightmare is over and tup dies yeah um which is sad which is a key line to remember is him talking about the nightmares mm-hmm. and right. how it's how it's over and it's like you know the dreams that we have all, every night like five it's like yeah no i i know 100 what you're talking about he's yeah. not crazy this is a real thing um and then palpatine but not evil palpatine chancellor palpatine chats with shakti and they're like huh what's going on here um let's take him back to the jedi temple for analysis whereas uh the chancellor who is actually emperor or the future emperor palpatine um it's like oh no we should take him to the republic medical base where i can get a good look at him shakti is like okay yeah yeah that makes sense the emperor in this these episodes is, is also voiced by tim curry right because ian abercrombie passes has already passed away at this point or something like that I believe something like that. Yeah. I noticed it. I was like, he sounds way different. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Tim Curry, who at this point, uh, remember we were talking about like Tim Curry is like uh, permanently like immobilized due mm-hmm. to like multiple strokes. Um, good for him for still getting, I think it would have been at this point because I think it's been a while. Yeah. Um, good for him for still getting some work done uh, in voice where he shines in my opinion. I can never not hear Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> it's a poll um okay yeah and then this is when things really start getting getting wild this is uh i would refer to this perhaps as a film noir-esque um but star Mm. star wars has never done that before star wars is a noir show (laughs) interesting um it's also a western did you know that that doesn't make sense i thought it was a samurai film what's going on uh, this episode, the next episode, Fugitive, is directed by Danny Keller. I don't know why for the arcs they don't just pick one person, but what do I know? Um, but yeah, um, so Fives is essentially like kind of in trouble here. Um, so they just want to like send him back and like do their tests on him when it's revealed accidentally um, by as E3. Uh, well, actually, before that, um, they're going to take the tumor back, and Shakti's like, nope, we're taking it to the Jedi Temple, and then you can have it. But a little evil droid is a little bit of a swap here, so they're just going, like, mask off, like, bad guys here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Fives is being escorted away, and Azzy 3 is like, oh, are you going to get reprogrammed too? And Fives is like, hmm, don't want that to happen to me. Um, and then he uh, does a little, like, punch and a kick, and he starts to run away, and he begins this long scale chase um uh, and he returns to the medical bay and, and finds the actual tumor um and then they do this really cool trick where they fly off in the escape pod um but then they jump out to return mm-hmm. back to base because they know that they'd be tracked and there's still work to do yeah five straight up things like i'm gonna swim all the way back and i was like bro and the droid is like you can ride idea. on me yeah <laughs> i was like thank you droid but like fives what are you doing you can't mm-hmm. you're not gonna swim that far even like a normal like waves but like the waves on camino are not, yeah, not good. hospitable no it was giving me fives is willing to do vibes. anything to find his friend uh to help his friend yeah it's true um respect the commitment but like yeah. be smarter about it you know yeah uh fives has been making use of his creative thinking that the uh, the jedi have um encouraged him to make use of uh and so when they get back um five steals a clone trooper armor poor guy um 
And then goes the Kaminoan Genetic Records Hall to compare the tumor DNA to that of Django Fett, um, who he's the, he's the blueprint, as, as they call him. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's revealed that there's n- nothing wrong here. And therefore, whatever tumor was implanted into Tub and Shakti um, realizes that he's there. Fives has a cool little escape. Uh, up into the this, like secret tunnel, I don't know, ventilation system they have. Um, and then fives and AZ3 go in there and he's like, I got to get this out of me. AZ3 is like, you might die. And he says, whatever it takes. Uh, then he gets it out. Avengers Endgame. Yeah, exactly. Like it was, it was exactly like Avengers Endgame. Yeah. And then he has this big like thing on his head. that's um, very obvious. It looks like a... a a pimple but like yeah it's like a robot band-aid <laughs> yeah it's very it's it's like a hey yeah. we just dug a, a tumor out of your head but you've still got to walk around now it's um, interesting that they call it a tumor though when it's like very clearly a computer chip i, I think it's organic based from that's well it's like it's like a hands. chip ingrained into the tissue mm-hmm. but like when they're holding them up like in their little slides you're just like that's just a chip that's not a tumor Mm-hmm. it's not a tumor yeah. yeah just like arnold says yeah um right dj of, of course from that one movie arnold's in that, that's from last action here i'm pretty sure isn't it is it i would have guessed terminator but i don't know so that that's a that's a comedy you might think that that's just how he says it but it's a comedy line okay i think that it's from kindergarten cop actually I think you're right too. At least it isn't one from one of his huge movies that i can feel bad about not knowing kindergarten no. cop was huge that's was like it? one. That's one of his few re- legitimately great movies. Okay, it's really yeah. funny. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. But I've you should watch it. You'd once, really like it. So okay, here's the premise of Kindergarten Cop, DJ. Imagine okay. uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a like super cool badass like police detective or FBI. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's revealed that uh, he he has to like go and like help out with. Um, <laughs> with like this like kindergarten like issue or whatever and like his like quiet female partner is the one who is like gonna be the kindergarten teacher but on the first day she's sick so he becomes the kindergarten teacher and thus the kindergarten cop that's perfect that's a good idea idea for a comedy i guess and it's an action comedy so it's really good right yeah yeah okay let's continue with the with the plot give me one second i gotta go fix something keep going keep going okay uh, Will, are you ready to keep going? Yeah, sure. Or we can okay. wait for him either way. Uh, I'm going to keep going. DJ okay. doesn't need to know this. Um, so Fives once again returns to the embryo chamber um, as, as all good as, as all good uh, clones do as they return to the embryo chamber. Mm-hmm. And... Which everyone has. Like every government yeah. has an embryo chamber. Yeah, of course. Why not? <laughs> um, and then basically it's like yo they've been putting uh these chips in every in every clone baby uh this is bad and then shakti is like "Ooh, wow that's crazy and then now i'll say the evil came out that's crazy and then she's like oh well we have to do this because Django fett was crazy but we used him anyways super aggressive and therefore we have to keep them uh from being a danger to themselves and others and fives is like that's not right but i i don't know and then essentially you think they throw that line in there about Django Fett just to explain Boba. They're like, well, we made why he Boba's like, so pissed off and aggressive all the time. 
yeah like, outside of the fact that he watched his father die in front of him yeah not down that that would make you a little upset yeah. with yeah. the world you know yeah it's yeah know. that makes sense um but essentially they're like okay it's well, a very quick and easy way to explain it away yeah for them they're just like oh he yeah. got aggressive so he killed the jedi but it's like oh it's kind of a bridge pretty far in my opinion yeah it seemed like there was something else going on wrong with him uh but i mean yeah you believe what you want to believe um and they're like okay we'll go back to coruscant and tell the chancellor about this and he'll make sure everything's okay he's the chancellor and he's a nice guy the chancellor turns out to be the emperor who's the bad guy the whole time oh um yeah so that's that, that's well, that's that here and then in my opinion now we get to the really cool stuff uh on coruscant um we get some good clone lore here and i'm excited to talk about the clone bar um mm. i don't want to reveal it too mm-hmm. soon but the clone yes. bar clone bar pretty it's cool fantastic um yeah so this last episode is directed by kyle dunlevy um this 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 episode is also like it makes me like so nice this is just like a, a galaxy-wide gaslighting on fives i feel so bad <laughs> everyone's like oh no like there's something else going on he like he knows um it's so sad anyways they just go right to um the chancellor and five is like oh blah, blah, blah. there's just things going on he is getting like I feel like there is some deterioration in fives when the chip gets removed because he is kind of like getting really like paranoid and like it's a mixture of yeah he sees a conspiracy that like no one else admits to like can see but I don't know I feel like there might be something more there but it's like when he's talking to the chancellor he he is kind of like being a little like really animated and is acting a little weird I don't mm-hmm. know if you, either of you noted this mm-hmm. yeah he, he does sense. get loopier yeah so I don't know if like but like as we know like clones have had their chips removed and been okay so i don't mm-hmm. know um yeah and then pop Dean's like let me talk to him alone so that he doesn't feel like pressured or i don't know and then i guess we never really see what happens here but palpatine is like oh i'm being attacked and then like something happens and then he runs away um i assume fives didn't actually attack the chancellor but we never really see what happened in that room Mm-hmm. Um, but it's clear that like Palpatine's like ah yes we we have done this um, and then he hands over the chips to Nelson and it's like take care of this so does she know that he's evil I don't think so but he's certainly orchestrated things to work out in his favor mm-hmm. um, and then at the Jedi Temple Shock he's like yo what's up and Anakin's like fives and I'll take care of this the five first is back and then fives takes an air taxi um to the clone bar and the, the, the it's just like a new york city taxi driver um, yeah it's super dumb uh but it's very fun uh and for yeah, whatever he tells reason, him his whole story and he's like yeah i hear that all the time obviously I mean, he's hey, like, it's a clone <laughs> like, yeah you ever hear you ever heard a story about the a global conspiracy ready to take over and kill everyone he's like i hear that story every day um <laughs> For whatever reason, um, this clone has a Wikipedia page. Would you like to hear a little bit more about this? Or not this clone, yes. this cab driver. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, his name is Jay Igno. Um, and his kind of main quote, uh, you know, like they all have quotes at the top of their pages is, I'm a cab driver, pal. I hear stories like that all the time. Um, he is per- he, he, he has purple eyes and he appears in Disney Infinity. 
Interesting. Why? That, see, that's a game I never played. Why? I don't know. I imagine um, he's like in the load screens when you're like fast traveling, and he's like, "Oh, you're taking the cab over," and he's got stuff to say. He's got like some tips. I don't know. How to do stuff. Um, it's, it's what I'm gonna imagine. His name is a reference to Reverend Jim Agnikowski, a character from the television sitcom Taxi. Hmm. Star Wars is weird. Anyways, um, so yeah, he takes yeah. goes to the clone bar, which I like though. Can we talk about the clone bar? This place is sick. <laughs> yes, we can. It's like a, a bar exclusively for clones. Yeah, which maybe there's some negative implications yeah. there. But Do they, does the bouncer just like look at everyone's face and be like, <laughs> "You're in or you're out"? You know? Do you think? That, like, do you think anyone gets carded at the clone bar? It's yeah. a good question. Yeah, because do you I think guess... like both little both fits tried to sneak in? Was, <laughs> actually, I think it's very funny. Yeah. Um, does the bar have a name? It's called Seventy Nines. Ah. Is there a reason for that number, or um, for how many? I don't. The seven represents how many times everyone cried over ninety nine stuff. Right. Yes. Except um, for DJ. This, right. And I don't know if you remember this, but this um, bar has has been featured in Rebels in, as a logo only, as well as in Resistance. So, this bar has canonical appearances in all um, Star Wars media, which is. I can't wait till we watch Resistance very strange i can uh, <laughs> um yeah and then while he's in there he like he blends in in i guess any way that you can i guess you know if you're in a room of clones they'll be able to tell the difference between each other yeah um but still um and then he sees jesse and kicks two members of the 501st who we're all familiar with are and become pretty, we have uh, seen they become pretty big in the arc we're going to be covering next week too right yeah um and then fives uh, approaches kicks and is like hey can you get this message to um anakin and rex which he does uh and then so and then five just kind of speeds away uh, right before wolf who is the the like coruscant or i think he's palpatine's personal like clone group or whatever i don't know um fox sorry his name is fox whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Wolf is the other. Wolf character. is the guy from yeah. uh, Rebels. Rebels that comes along. Who with... I was reading about Wolf, and Wolf is like Plo Koon's general, so he's in like the second episode of Clone Wars, um, right? Which is interesting. I was reading a lot of Clone War last night, uh, and I'll mention a little bit of it later on because it is wild. Um, yeah, and then Skywalker and Rex arrive, but also there's like a little probe during this one following them, so um, Fox kind of knows of his. And this is when Five just goes full on like conspiracy nut, um, which is not this full Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah, it really does remind me though of yeah. kind of like the end of a sort of like noir film where um, the the main character is like he's got like the tea, but like no one believes him, um, and he like lures the his friends into like this one place where he can try to talk to them, but he's just, like a like it you just can't believe it, like it just doesn't. And even yeah, like, he's not coherent at all. He's not coherent, but also like he just doesn't have enough to like pin it on someone. And it's just going off like, oh yeah, the Chancellor's in on it. He knows the plot. And Anakin, who is like number one Palpatine simp, is like yeah, that's when he like freaks out. Incapable of that, you blah blah blah. I love him. He's like my dad. I'm gonna um, kiss him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and fives uh also like kind of puts down like it's like ratio to like rex and anakin have to listen to him uh and then fox shows up and with his like red clones and fives he goes for the gun mistake why i don't know and then pop one right in the chest and um <laughs> at the end of fives and then rex police at it again and that and then rex uh rex kind of holds him and dies in his arms and five says hey this is bigger than any of us and he only wanted to do his 2d but the mission and the nightmares are over mm-hmm. just like uh tug said the nightmares yeah. are over and then uh, Fives dies. And then my least favorite scene in this arc is everyone sitting in the Chancellor's office and be like, well, I guess we figured that out. <laughs> well, yeah, the Chancellor's just like, yeah. clearly he was sick from the planet they were on and we're yeah. not there now, so we're and all were, fine. But... He goes, yeah, we uh, developed inoculation for every single clone, so it's okay. It's just, okay, yeah, mass produce that for all <laughs> whatever million that. clones it's you have. It's just a firmware patch. They just gotta okay. plug in and that install it. Yeah, yeah, it, it just updates via Wi-Fi. It's, actually. Just, it's totally so chill. Fun. It's just so funny that all the Jedi like get to sit around and be like, "Oh yes, we've successfully uh, unearthed." They have, a, they have such a habit of doing that with stuff. Yeah, and yeah. then we're like, there's like two dead clones and like the questions have not been answered and like everyone's kind of like betraying each other in this room like oh yes we have finally like figured it Mm -hmm. all out time to go back to fighting this proxy war that no one profits from yeah and shakti's the worst one for that throughout this entire thing where every corner she's like kind of aware but also just like ah it should be okay i guess i'll let this happen and it's like no stop it well, her yeah. only job is to monitor that clone facility, yeah, so she, she needs this war. <laughs> she monitors. She monitors it, I guess, sort of. She's aware of what's going on. That's the Jedi way, is to like half fix problems. Yeah, like when yeah. uh, in High Republic, when the city was burning to pieces, and they're like, yeah, "We've yeah. saved it. We've saved it, sort of." <laughs> yeah, um, and then if this episode came out like today, this would have been the post-credit sequence of it, where like Dooku's back in his like little base, and Sidious was emperor palpatine um it's like yeah hey, we've destroyed the evidence and no one knows about order 66 nice <laughs> yeah we can do that. it and then that's that it's like yeah it's just funny though because like dooku has no idea he's gonna be killed very soon yeah, yeah. it's something all, all about this feels very like close to the end of the war yeah they do a good job with that stuff throughout this mm-hmm. whole season really Mm-hmm. I think this is a really good, um, yeah, really one of the better ones. Episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel I kind of feel bad that it's like stuck. It like follows the like um, what was at that point the end of uh, Darth Maul and then the end of Ahsoka's arcs. So it kind of gets like a I think it's like not a bad rap, but it gets under. Is the is the episode after this arc when Mace Windu and Jar Jar go to that Gungan planet? No, the episode no. after this arc is where Anakin chokes out Padme's ex. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> yep, great. Yeah, because yeah. it's weird because like season six has this arc, and then like the Yoda some arc. kind of low tier filler episodes and then the yoda arc which i really like yeah um which is in like thematically integral to the series i don't know if mm-hmm. it's like plot wise important at all yeah 
that that's one has really good moments. The, that's when it really gets into the spirituality of the Force and yeah, and quite Darth Bane and all is that there. And, I'm yeah. curious to revisit that one one day. Yeah, I, I remember loving the first episode. Then like thinking the rest of it was mostly like monotonous, aside from like when Qui Gon sort of shows up. But like I'm very curious now, like knowing everything we know about all the other stuff that's happened, like in Rebels and everything, like how the mm-hmm. how they engage with the Force will be interesting for sure. I think one of the major issues too um, with this episode is I'm looking at it and it's production number 515. So like this series is like created in such a weird way where like this episode potentially like falls before Ahsoka leaves the Jedi Order Um, just based on production number or it was made beforehand. So like it doesn't carry that weight either. Like Anakin is like the Jedi in this episode even though he's not in it very much and like especially like watching this season like right after ahsoka leaves be like we're gonna we're gonna talk about this mm-hmm. um and the answer for season six is no <laughs> yeah no we're it's... not <laughs> i don't think they talk about it in the negative clovis arc but i think there's the underlying thing in that arc at least where like, anakin is like clearly getting more messed up and even in this one at the end where he's like no the transfer is great just like okay he's starting to go down the path at this point but it is weird that they never even mention it. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know. This it's it's strange. Um, season six is weird, and I'm glad that we got a season seven that kind of wraps yeah, all that up, put a bow on everything. Yeah, um, and I think honestly, one of my things about season seven was like, oh, I feel like could have done with a little more like clone stuff in the end there, because I feel like the Bad Batch is just kind of like, ooh. This is fun clone stuff. Um, and that's what the Bad Batch, the series is. So um, things work out there. Uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of it for this. And uh, no other tidbits of actually, Will, do you want to hear some crazy lore? Yes. I don't know if you scrolled up in our chat. Um, I don't blame you if you didn't. Um, but I was reading uh, Kix, uh, his Wikipedia page. Did you know that Kix is alive during the events of, Reven- or of The Force Awakens? What? <laughs> no, I did not know that. So um, there's a collection of short stories um, that was came out around or just before uh, episode seven came out about uh, six different like creatures that was in that movie. Um, and I believe the, 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 the short story I'm, I'm referencing is the one, um, do you know those two bounty hunters or those two like smugglers that like Finn tries to leave with uh, mm-hmm. in the movie? I believe one of them has like a big red hat. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, so it's about that one and his like his people. And apparently, um, after the events of this episode, Kix becomes questioning of the uh, the clone program to the point where he is put in cryostasis by Count Dooku, and is awakened by this group of raiders um, shortly before the events of the Force Awakens. <laughs> And he just kind of hangs out with them for a little bit. I didn't read the whole thing because I was like, this is wild. Um, But yeah, and then he has another sighting in a comic book where he isn't directly referenced as it being him. um, But in concept art, it's confirmed to be him. That takes place like right around The Force Awakens. Interesting. So technically, there is a clone in the sequel era of Star Wars. He could (laughs) exist in The Mandalorian. He could. Yeah. I... It's very strange. It's very strange. What if instead of bringing Rex back for the Mandalorian, they bring him back? 
<laughs> what if in Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron movie that takes place after episode nine, he is a part of the squadron as a fighter pilot? Ooh, that would be cool. cool. That would be cool. Uh, that would be absurd, but the name of the book here, just because I want uh, Will to know. Um, the book is called. It's got to be something we've heard of. It's called Tales from a Galaxy Far, Far Away: Aliens, Volume One. And oh, short... yeah, that's like a children's book. Yeah. The short story okay. is called um, "The Crimson Corsair and the Lost Treasure of Count Dooku." Mm. Do you think they put those kind of weird tidbits in children's books just to mess with people? Where they're just like, you know, no one is going to care, but one day on a pod, someone's going to put this on Wikipedia, and one day on a podcast, someone's going to notice this and freak out and have weird, <laughs> dumb conspiracy theories about this And then I'm going to go thing. buy this book. Yeah, then you're going to go buy the book and read it and be like, that was pretty anticlimactic. And then you're going to obsess over this idea that you're coming to canon in a new movie that never will. No one actually cares. So I, I looked up the the Jar Jar episodes um, from season six, and those are both written by J.W. Rensler, who is the guy that wrote the making of the original trilogy and uh, Revenge of the Sith books. Huh. Interesting. We should do a we should do another watch through where we just do the Jar Jar episodes. Yeah, um, all the way through. <laughs> That's actually the, really the Gungan idea. arcs. Yeah, That's that would be idea. very fun. Isn't, uh... Doesn't Jar Jar kiss in that episode? I think he does. Yeah, I think he does, yeah. He has some I smooches. Can't. I can't deal with that. Ahmed's back in that episode. Oh, that's cool. Right. So, it's like yeah. some episodes are Ahmed and some episodes are uh, Phil Lamar. And you can mm-hmm. tell when it's Phil, though. Yeah. Something about Ahmed. He, he carries. Mm-hmm. He, oh, but, yeah. um, okay, one last note on this short story. The prologue, which is where uh, Kicks get iced, is in 19 BBY, which is the same year that these episodes that we just talked about takes place. And the main story takes place in 31 ABY. Mm. And it's a lot of Star Wars to knowledge for me to have in my brain. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. All I have to say. Good episodes. Yeah. So, yeah, great episodes. Um, I'm very much looking forward to what we've decided the next week's episodes are going to be because those yeah. episodes are awesome. Also, so we'll when have, five died, DJ, did you cry? Uh, we'll have Bad Batch first, and then we'll, the oh, yeah, that's we'll right. have the finale. I guess the we'll titular, do... The titular Bad Batch. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess we'll do the full finale. Like, I, I don't, might as well. I we might as well all at that those point. episodes. Um, it'll There's be so much episodes I want to watch. So. And they're so yeah. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it since it first came out. Really? Oh wow! I rewatched it all before. What did I? What did I do it before? I don't know. I rewatched it for some reason. Before you, did you maybe? cry when Five dies? Died? I did not cry. Of course I, I have not. I don't think I've cried at Star Wars media before. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll get you. You there. probably rewatched it before the Ahsoka uh, episode of Mandalorian. Ah, uh, that's right. That that's definitely what it was. Oh, I did. I cry during Mando season two. I don't know. I don't know when I cried. I don't think I cried. We'll get you. We'll get you eventually. You're gonna join. You're gonna join yeah. the club. Yep. One day you will feel. One day you will I'll have. Do feeling. my best. It's like I'm not actively trying not to feel. It just. Yes, you are. You're a robot. I forgot to give my hot take. Mm. Okay, Jackson. My hot per- take. Hit me. Is that I think fives, um, specifically in Clone Wars, presents a more interesting and like well-rounded view of clones than Rex does. I think yeah. Rex follows orders a little too long all the way through until the very end where he's like, oh, maybe this is bad. Yeah, because like Rex, 
yeah he even has the umbara arc where he's like "Ooh, something's wrong here and then in this he's just like okay i guess i'll just go do the thing rex is like like narratively at least like he's like baby walking us all to the eventual conclusion so it's yeah. kind of like the other clones are allowed to be like more out there and be like I- i'm gonna go for this like i'm totally in to mm-hmm. stop this stuff but rex has to kind of toe the line until the rex day. doesn't yeah he really doesn't become his own person until order 66 right and when he gets the chip out of him and then he's like oh oops yeah mm-hmm. and part of that is like part of that is like them doing that for like narrative purposes just to explain yeah. it properly and part yeah. of it is also like from like a in canon perspective is like he is has that sense actual sense of duty to like his unit or mm-hmm. fives is just like well, also I'm just, a bit I'm of an anakin go for it. yeah he also mm-hmm. like yeah well they're best friends yeah yeah which you wouldn't be anakin's great yeah. and i think fives like when we talk about it he's been since season one since rookies he's been like floating around so he kind of gets the same length of like narrative potential mm-hmm. and yeah he really like becomes his own in this it's so weird though because when you watch all of the episodes and there's like 10 episodes in between all the arcs that we do yeah. it's hard to even like catch the through lines but then you watch them all together like this and you're like oh there's actually like very complete through lines happening with all these this stuff so it's really well done mm-hmm. i'm really curious because at this point Fives was the last of kind of like that domino squad and now that echoes back we, i don't think we got a ton of that in that bad batch episode that i guess we'll watch next week but excited for in the series um to maybe see him reflect on his fallen brothers a little bit more because mm-hmm. he's different he's built different he's 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 he not is. like the other clones and echo probably doesn't even know what happened to right grex right you wouldn't well, yeah. think yeah probably no. not like he's probably i'm, I'm hoping rex point. shows up in uh Bad i think he i think he, he's confirmed isn't he wasn't he in the first trailer Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. so that, that'll get addressed for sure. But at this point, Echo doesn't really know, I guess. And we'll find out who that little blonde girl is. Yeah, she's Captain Phasma, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, any closing statements on these episodes? No, no more Jackson or DJ? No? Okay. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Cantina Conversations. What did you think of these episodes? Let us know on Twitter, at Cantina Convo. Um... Give us also some feedback on how you've been liking our Clone Wars Cantina so far. Um, I've been enjoying revisiting all of these arcs. Yeah, Hopefully you are as well. Um, as we lead into the Bad Batch, which is only, I think, two weeks out uh, from the time this episode will go live. So we are almost there. Maybe three weeks, actually. Aren't they doing a weird thing again where they're doing like a Wednesday they're doing like one Friday? They're doing the one on May the 4th and then another episode that following Friday. So right. you're going to be we'll getting the 70-minute premiere. And then the episode, and then the episode two on Friday. In a week. And we're gonna have to. I guess we're gonna have to abandon Thursday recording for a bit, aren't we? Yeah, probably. Okay. We're gonna have. We're gonna be getting. Hold on, I'm trying to do math. We're gonna be getting a hundred minutes of Bad Batch content the first week. Right. It's <laughs> gonna be good. <laughs> That's a can't, lot. Can't of wait content. to right? Can't wait to review it on Letterbox. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna um, see if I can upload it. I'm gonna go onto the thing and figure it all out. Yeah. Why not. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Um. 
You can find my personal uh, page on Twitter at W O Beeman Jackson. Where can the good people find you at? Catch me at Jackson W Wells. Uh, Twitter was down, so I was holding a lot of good tweets yesterday. So get ready. Oh, yeah, they're Twitter all gonna hit down. soon. Yeah, Twitter was been in and out for like two days. Now. I don't know what's going on. Must be a Canada Very thing. Weird. Mine's been working all right. Nope. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> DJ, where can they find you at? Uh, DJ underscore Gillard. All right. So until next time, may the force be with you.